Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today as we walk through this strange paradiso. Um, today, I'm actually going to talk about history, some history of the city of Los Angeles. Someone asked me, because um, they know that I'm from LA, and they asked me why Dodger Stadium is sometimes referred to as being in Chavez Ravine. So what happened was this area of Los Angeles, known as Chavez Ravine, was a place where um, it was a community. There were houses there, there were families there, and um, it was a quiet, tight-knit community and it consisted of some different um, names like there was one within Chavez Ravine called Solano Canyon. There's one called um, Palo Verde and um, but they were all within Chavez Ravine. So I guess you could call it eminent domain. The city sent out letters or whatever to the residents. And these people who lived there owned their houses. They, it was a neighborhood where people owned their houses and so on. And so they got these letters saying that, I guess part of Chavez Ravine was going to be used to build like affordable housing for lower income people. So um, you might call them the projects, okay? They were going to use eminent domain to get rid of some of the houses. Therefore, they would be able to build affordable housing, okay, for low income people. So, okay, bad enough. These people now are going to be either bought out or kicked out. But um, eventually what ended up happening is this new low-income community was never built. And somehow the land was granted to whoever the agency was at the time who was going to build Dodger Stadium. So... Some people went ahead and took the money because there is a certain amount of money that many people are offered for eminent domain and what have you. They'll buy your land and whatever from you. So some people went ahead and took the money, but there were people there who were holdouts. They did not want to leave their neighborhoods. The families knew each other. The children played together, grew up together, went to school together, and so on. So on um, one day... And I'm not exactly sure of the date, but it was sometime in 1959. The sheriff department actually went and removed the last people who were there. They removed them, physically removed them. And there is an article in one of the newspapers of the day who showed one woman being carried out of her house 
And it was said that she was kicking and screaming and that her children were crying, okay? So this was a um, massive negativity that was put out there at the time to just remove these people from their houses, from their community. So um, there were people who lived there at the time who have been reluctant for so many years to talk about this. As you can imagine, it was pretty traumatizing. So um, there's an article here and it says over time, this man who was um, doing research into what happened there. So he gathered bits of information about the community there in Chavez Ravine, including that many residents sustained themselves by growing their own food. So they had gardens, vegetable gardens and things like that there. And it was said to be kind of like a little oasis. So I'm just going to read you a part of this. And it says, um, but in the early 1950s, the city of Los Angeles began displacing the residents of Palo Verde, La Loma, and Bishop through voluntary purchases and eminent domain with plans to build a housing project in the area. So we know that that never happened and they ended up building the stadium. And it goes, that's what it says here. It says it was never built, you know, the, the community. And eventually, after the Dodgers moved to Los Angeles, the team acquired the deed to the land, a condition was that the team build a stadium with capacity for at least 50,000 people. The process of displacing 300 families from the area was long and for many residents, painful. While many sold their land to the city, others held out. You know, that's where we were just um, discussing. So um, I'm going to just go on here because you can find this story here and even some of the photographs. Um, the last of the families was forcefully evicted by sheriff's deputies in May 1959. One woman, who I will not name, who was known as Lola, was infamously photographed being carried from her home by deputies. An article in the Los Angeles Times on May 9th, 1959, described the scene as a long skirmish she was kicking and screaming and children were wailing hysterically, the newspaper reported. So I don't know why some of the stadium people and some um, news media refer to this area to this day as Chavez Ravine because it is actually, I'm sure, offensive to people who recall being thrown out of there. I mean, that that's actually what happened. They were thrown out of their neighborhoods. So was this all planned for the beginning to displace these families to build a stadium? Or were they actually going to really build a low-income housing community there? That's something that we will never know. We can only speculate Okay, so right now, in our timeline, 
they're talking about reparations. They're talking about families. Because while 1959 was a long time ago, there were people who were young children at that time who remember what happened there. So because they were not allowed to live in their neighborhoods and, I mean, physically thrown out, they are, I guess, seeking reparations. The thing about it is that, and I understand the whole thing about reparations, but to the people who were adults at the time, the people who were who bought those houses and who were raising their families, the people who really felt what it meant to be thrown out. See, they're no longer with us. And all the money that can be thrown at this is not going to erase what happened to them. It's not going to make it possible for them to go back because there is nothing to go back to. It's... um. It's sort of like a a band-aid on a gaping wound. I mean, but once again, this is only my opinion, okay? I guess we could settle for monetary. But it's not going to change anything that happened to the people who were the homeowners at the time. So um, it just shows that things like this, I mean, it's been going on for a very long time. We talk about eminent domain. We talk about um, people being displaced. We talk about corruption and things like this. We talk about um, City Hall and this old saying, you can't sue City Hall and all of this stuff. And... It's, it's one of those things that, um, while it wasn't ages ago, it was still long enough ago so that we can't fight it. It's out of our hands. It's a done deal. But when people come from other places, and I know many, many people who come from other countries, other areas of, the, of this country, and so on, who say things to me like, oh, that could never happen in America, and this kind of thing doesn't happen in America, when they're talking about things that have happened to them in their states or in their countries, it's like, oh, yeah, but if you know a little bit of history, you know that it can and has and continues to happen in America. In the 1950s, when you see people being dragged out of their houses forcefully to make room for something else. I don't care if it was a strip mall. I don't care if it was a gas station. But this was against their own free will. This was done to them. Actually, they are truly victims. So my that's my opinion, okay, guys? I'm just telling you, um, sharing this with you, something that did happen in Los Angeles. And that's not the only thing. But um, this was something that quite a few people would remember maybe uh, their grandparents not wanting to go 
to a game at the stadium. Maybe having a little bit of negative feelings about that stadium. and They never knew why until later. So, every so often it's referred to as Chavez Ravine, but it doesn't exist anymore. So, um, once again, to me, in my opinion, it's kind of like an insult. That's like they're going to knock all the houses down in your neighborhood and say that the name of your neighborhood, just say, is uh, North Creek, okay? And so they knock down every friggin' house that's in North Creek, and they build a bowling alley. And then they still say once in a while, oh, you know, that bowling alley there in North Creek. When all the while, North Creek was just the name of a community. It wasn't the name of a city. It was the name of a community. It's a bit of a smack in the face. But once again, that's only my opinion. So as we take our walk, as we stroll around looking at things and wondering why maybe certain things happen and why certain things are the way they are, we can usually find an answer in history if we care to read about certain things. And uh, when it comes to Los Angeles, it is probably one of the most sad and uh, almost heartbreaking stories of a decline of a city. Because um, I don't see how it can ever be restored. I don't see how it can even ever be fixed. How um, even slow down the the deterioration. I don't even see how it could be slowed down. It it's just in a decline that can't be stopped and it seems to be accelerating and the city still has so much potential but I see it as um, that's what happens when it's been used as a like a ATM machine just sucking the money out of it and not replacing it, not putting it towards the city. Where is it going? I don't know. But when you look at Los Angeles, just, I'm going to say, in 1970, we don't even have to go back to the 50s or the 60s, even 1970 and the 70s, you're going to see a city that was thriving, that was vibrant, that was, um, you could get anything you wanted any time of day or night. And people wanted to go there. People wanted to live there. Now it's in squalor. And I really don't know how it can be repaired. I really don't know. And um, I just know that throwing dollars at it hasn't worked because um, you can't just get those dollars and toss them over your shoulder and expect them to miraculously turn the city into 
the, the land of Oz, you know, you, you have to be there. You have to be willing to work to restore the city, at least to bring it up from where it is today. And that's what I wanted to share with you guys. But, um, yeah, some of you who live in Southern California or who are Dodger fans, and this, this has nothing to do with the players. This really has nothing to do with anyone who is involved with the stadium these days. Because this has been 1959. I'm pretty sure that most of the players, um, most of the agencies who were involved in this, they're all gone now. So it has nothing to do with the people of today. It has, it's from the past. But um, yeah, just goes to show you guys that we can just never be too comfortable. We can never stop looking around because you just, you just never know. I personally, um, I'm not going to say I don't believe in comfort, but I almost don't. Because once you are so comfortable, you let your guard down, you stop maybe noticing things, you stop looking around, and that, that's never a good idea. Okay? So um, that's really all that I had today. But so many people were commenting about this name and um, what it means and this and that. So I just wanted to address this. And um, personally, for the past two days, I have had some the strangest shit happening ever. So um, it's a little later in the day than I normally come on. I believe it's like about 5.30 p.m. right now. And uh, we, I was going to come on yesterday and talk about some things, but there was an issue yesterday. I was going to come on today and talk about some things that we like to talk about, but there was another issue today. So I don't know when I'm going to be able to come back on and um, talk about some creepy stuff. I'm going to try for Friday, but I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do that on Friday. If not, I'll try for Saturday, okay? But um, just wanted to touch base with all of you guys and let you know that we are still walking but um sometimes we find ourselves having to walk solo not in a group notice things and make notes and maybe we can talk about it later okay so i just want to thank all of you for joining me and i want you guys to take a look at what happened at chavez ravine in Los Angeles, okay, in the 1950s. It is interesting and um, it's also sad. But uh, see what you guys think. Anyways, we'll be walking and talking again soon. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Today is Labor Day also. And um, everybody's saying, oh, well, Labor Day and it's Still good. We're going to have a heat wave and this and that. Well, it's really not a heat wave if it's summer. I mean, it's, I don't call it a heat wave if it's during summer. And it's not the first day of autumn for at least another couple of weeks. I think we got about 15 days till the first day of autumn, something like that. So we're still in summertime. 
even though we can already see the days getting a little shorter, we can already see the sun is um, in a different position earlier in the day and other signs of autumn. So once again, you can always contact me, maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for walking with me. I appreciate all of you so much. Ciao.